What's up, everyone? And welcome back to the Cat and Mark show. Um, you will notice that I'm doing the introduction of this language. Took about five takes. But doing we got there doing very end. well. Yeah, yeah I'm impressed. It's actually, a, it's giving me a lot of anxiety. Actually, <laughs> Occasionally, Mark will just like, like throw in like yeah, a cat, cat in the way. You're starting this week. You're like, what What the fuck? Especially when we have a guest. I love doing it when we have a guest. I feel like I need like at least a few days to mentally prepare. Yeah. I, I don't know what it is about just the intro. Like, because obviously I can like, I still come onto the show and like talk yeah. about shit. It's just the intro. It's just that the just, starting. I think it's just, I think it's just because I don't have time to mentally prepare for it. Yeah. You need at least three days to do an intro. <laughs> three business days. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, I, honestly, there's nothing that makes me happier than having a guest here ready to start the show and I'm like all right Kat let's go you're doing the intro she's like looks at me like I will kill you there's nowhere so anyway you did a good job I, yeah everyone. I did I did yep. welcome back everybody yep. um Mark how's your week been hey okay <laughs> uh been fucking great yo this year has started off amazing it's going really well loving it um, oh yeah we did we actually spent New Year's Eve together we did well yeah we spent Ish. the New Year's Eve actually, together until I only said hello to you and then I didn't see you again the whole night bitch yeah until, you, until you messaged me like a couple days later being like where'd you go yeah are you alive <laughs> where I it, honestly I was it hit midnight the fireworks are going off I'm like giving everyone hugs and I'm like where the fuck is Kat <laughs> I was like what did this have news to you and then I think Josh oh and then I think one of our friends was like, you've gone home. And I was like, damn. Yeah, okay. I did. I, did. I, said, I said goodbye to like two people that were just so happened to be next to me at the time <laughs> I decided like, to leave. Bitches. Yeah, they were just like privy to the conversation. I was like, all right, so I've had enough of all of you. Yeah, see you <laughs> I don't know why I just was not vibing it. And you know what's yeah. funny is I was like, I can actually see the fireworks from my apartment. Um, but I've watched them from my apartment twice already. So I just put my earplugs in and just Went slept through the fireworks. Damn. <laughs> I like how you you probably peaked too early with the with the social phase of cat. You're going out, you're partying, hits New Year's, you're in bed by midnight. I went out pretty much all of December. I yeah. pretty much had something on every day of December. Yeah. And yeah, by New Year's. Awesome. You're I'm like, done. I'm, done. I'm right, done. I don't give a fuck about this. I feel like New Year's is so overrated. Do you that think is it- 100%. Yep, agreed. It's overrated, right? Because when I was there, even the fireworks, I was like, I could have stayed awake and watched the fireworks from my window. And probably had a better view from your apartment. Oh, yeah. hundred. Oh, yeah. I would have had a better view than you guys had for sure. Yeah. But I was like, I just, I have no desire to just no. be up. And so literally it was like 15 minutes before the firework. I was like, yep, earplugs in, yeah. straight to bed. It's probably controversial, but I just see it as like every other night. I'm hmm. just like, this is- just- I feel like actually every other night had actually better nights. I feel was, like that uh, yeah. was a very average night out. Correct. <laughs> Yeah, it's so very you average can't get an Uber, it's too busy. I yeah. think we had more fun at a stab the other we night did. when we went. Yeah, yeah we, we actually up. did. It was, yeah. That was, <laughs> it was, our, that was our New Year's. Yeah, yeah it was just us too. No, we had much better time. All right, but so the next day, the next day, I had a music festival. Went to Field Day. That was insane. Oh, that's right. I did say Rufus. I might go, and then yeah, yeah but did. you know, yeah. whenever I say, to be honest, even when I say I'm going to go, even that actually that's doesn't a strong maybe. <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, a, that's a very strong that's maybe. That's probably not going to be. But yeah. to be fair, if you did go, we probably. Although I went to the dubstep stage at one point, I did. Oh, did you? Oh, yeah, I checked it out, and I said, okay, I can't dance to this. I don't know what this whole beat is. I did I, drag you to the dubstep stage, so I went. Uh, Mark and I went to the field day the year before as well. And I actually hmm. did go to that one. Yeah. Um, and I did drag you to the dubstep stage, and then you all left me, and that's why I had to make friends yeah, <laughs> then you were messaged me again being like did you leave and at that time i actually didn't leave you i was just friends. i just made friends with yeah. people that liked dubstep yeah bad music anyway so uh I, oh, listen it was a music festival i got fucked up okay i was off my head it was great but then we got back to the after party and uh did some nangs did some balloons okay <laughs> and i was like okay this is great i had a girl with me i was like this is this is incredible then we gotta leave to like head back to my place right Scott was like, yo, because we had like oh the main canister. She's like, should we just bring this with us? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, sure. So we're like sneak out of this after party. Was it the only canister? Um, I'm not sure. Okay. <laughs> Fuck everybody else. Exactly. This is ours. So we take two balloons. We like sneak out with this massive canister of like night. And then, so we get downstairs, get in the Uber, carry this thing still, get in, uh, get back to the place. And yo, sex on nangs, hilarious by the way, because you're trying to hold the balloon while you're you fucking- But doesn't it only last like 30 seconds? Yeah, well, the nang, not the sex, but yeah. Well, yeah, the nang. Yeah, but it's an incredible 30 seconds. And you have a canister, so you can just reload. (laughs) (laughs) So were you mid-sex while doing the balloon? Yes. But okay, you're the guy. How were you thrusting? Struggling. Yeah. <laughs> I 
I'm not gonna lie. Because there's a because part of it where you're like not a really lot of thrusting and like breathe, breathing, yeah. and that's like a random. I mean, yeah. I know from wearing a strap on that just the thrusting itself takes tough. multiple, like, yep. you know, it's a lot of it's a process. Multi- I don't even know where I was going with that. It takes yeah. a lot of brain power, it does. Yeah, it's hard to coordinate. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah, but um, so I don't think I could thrust and do anything else at the same time. Yeah, listen, I've had <laughs> the, the good thing is I've had some practice with the yeah, thrusting part. Okay. So then I just so had that it in was kind of <laughs> that kind of came easy. Yeah, it came. Yeah, listen, I'm, a, I'm you know I'm a thrusting expert at this point, and yeah, it's uh it was it was great. So anyway, that's my story. Stealing some nangs, going home New Year's, having a great time, great start to the year, <laughs> great start. But Kat, we're talking about your party phase that maybe peaked a little bit before New Year's. Yep. But now you're in a you're in a bit of an educational self-development phase, it sounds like. I am. I am. I'm actually, yes, in a big, uh, like, I, I, I'm saying self-education. I get like, it is self-education, but it's kind of, um, I guess, education in the less traditional sense. So I seen like a reel or TikTok or something with, um, one of the Tates, I can't remember. And I just remember him saying like, you should be like to maximize, like, I guess just your just productivity or um, brain power, whatever you should, any idle time you have where you're, even if it's just not idle, even if you're like on the treadmill or just driving, you should be listening to things that make yourself smarter. Mm-hmm. And not that I particularly like the Tates, but it just came off my feet. And I was like, you know what? That's actually like, I'm sure that is probably what successful people are doing. I'm sure they're mm. not just sitting around watching Sex in the City like I was doing <laughs> most, of, yeah. most of December, right? Um, they were like, even when I was on the treadmill or driving, I would listen to just shit mm. or, or if not even just shit, shit, things that's just entertaining, right? But entertaining mm. stuff doesn't necessarily like improve your life, right? Yep. So I was like, all right, I'm going to try this out and I'm going to like, and you know, when I'm just going for a walk or when I'm driving or even if I'm just like around the house doing housework mm. or just on my laptop, I'm just going to play something in the background that's, just generally educational, like yep. no, not about any one specific topic, but just any person that's smart that's talking about something that is mm. that I don't know, something yeah. that I'm learning something from. And I feel so enlightened. We're like, what, seven mm. days or something into the year? I feel like I am at like 500% productivity right Damn, now. I feel like right. I've learned so much. And now I'm like, I'm now I feel like I've like, it's like I have like retrospective FOMO. I feel like I'm like I could have been so much smarter so much earlier and I feel like so many mistakes that I've made just in just life, dating, whatever. I'm like, oh, God, I could have avoided that if I had mm. just like started watching YouTube videos or like listening to podcasts like five years earlier, ten years earlier, like how much smarter I could be because I honestly feel so much smarter already. So the first thing that I want to talk to you about, so we kind of briefly spoke about this on air, which I stumbled upon this – um. YouTube channel called Psych Hacks. Yep. And I started watching these YouTube videos on, well, it, he just generally talks about dating mm-hmm. and uh, relationships and seduction and all of these kinds of things. And I watched this one video um, that, okay, was kind of about like, you know, what tactics women should use, I guess. I don't know if I want to call them tactics. It sounds a bit yeah. scientific, but I guess tactics yeah, sure. that women should use to get, a high value guy. So when I say mm-hmm. high value, I don't just mean any random guy. So this isn't just someone working at McDonald's or something okay, like that. This yeah. is well, this is how he explained in the show because he said yeah. that these tactics only specifically apparently work for the you know the kind of guys that I guess we want to date. You know the rich, yeah. rich guys that are successful and whatever. Mm-hmm. And one of those things that he was saying, which I thought this, so we we briefly spoke about this on a really really old episode and. Mm-hmm. We had differing takes on this, but now I think I've been converted into your way of thinking. I feel like I've been converted now. So he was saying that for for a woman, (laughs) he was saying that for a woman to attract a high value man, one of the things she needs to do is to be the sluttiest, filthiest, nastiest version of herself to this guy. And I was just sitting there watching this thing going, that is obviously the total opposite of what women traditionally think, even me. Mm. So like, you know, like I was always like, yeah, no, don't have sex on the first take. He's like, no, have sex as soon as possible. Make it filthy. Throw sex at him as often as you can. And I was like, I was like, Jesus Christ. I was like, but the way he was talking about it, it actually made so much sense because he's Mm. like, you know, Rich guys can get sex from from anywhere. Like they don't they don't need to wait for it. They don't really need to put in effort. Mm. So if it they they're gonna want it if it's good and mm. it's often, yeah. <laughs> then they're gonna want it. And that's when that's all right. So I want to hear your take on this because I okay. guess that's probably goes into what 
your view is similar because you were saying yeah. you said the same thing on the past episode. You said, you know, if the sex is good, mm-hmm. why would I have to go elsewhere? Exactly. Why would I not want to have it? <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I. So I'm gonna say this. I. 100% partially agree with this. Okay, so I'm going to give like I my caveats here. I 100% partially yeah, agree. exactly. Okay. So I'll give you my caveats here. So yes, I think if you're the type of girl thinking, I'm going to wait a month or I'm going to wait four dates and I'm not going to give him sex um, because then he's going to really want to like see me over and over and he's going to chase that. I don't believe that to be the case. Like as a guy, yeah, if I have sex with you on night one and it's amazing, then guys aren't just like having sex and then never want it again. Like if guys are having incredible sex, they're going to be like, damn, this is some of the best sex I've ever had. I want to fuck this girl again. Like, holy shit. Yeah, I want to see her again. So that's like one really important principle to keep in mind. Now, another important principle to keep in mind is you shouldn't be having sex with a guy super early unless you can handle it. And what I mean by that is if you're the type of girl that is like really into this guy and you think, oh, I'm just going to have sex with him like right away and make it really dirty and make it really good because then you'll really want to see me again. There's a chance that he won't. There's a chance he just doesn't like you or he's like, find someone else that he likes. So there's a chance that, yeah, maybe you have that sex and he doesn't want to see you again. So you need to be ready for that. You need to be ready to see sex as I'm going to enjoy this too. I'm not just doing it because I desperately want to see him again. I'm doing it because I really enjoy sex and I'm just not going to stop it because I think it's going to like magically make him want to see me again. So I think you got to be careful you're not getting hurt. Like you, you shouldn't be going out there thinking, oh, this is the guy for me. I'm going to fuck him. Oh, he doesn't want to. Like there you're like setting yourself mm. up for failure a little bit too. And also the third thing to keep in mind is that guys are going to have different views on what it means to be like a girl they want to be with. So if they see you as someone that's like really easy, you'll have sex with anyone. You're just like trying to fuck him and that's all you care about. Then he might see you as that type of girl and might just see you as like a casual option. So I think if you are going to have sex on the first night, you also need to come off as the type of girl that you want to be perceived as. So if you are looking for like a relationship, let's say, then I would come off with some of those qualities. I I make it sound like you obviously have high standards. Like there's a reason you're going for this guy specifically. You're not just saying, I'm just going to fuck anyone. I'll give sex to anyone. There's like, he needs to earn that. You're not just like, all right, let's go fuck. It's like, Oh, usually I don't do this or like, oh, I'm not quite sure. Make him like chase a little bit for it. Um, So yeah, I think you need a balance to this. The balance is I'm not withholding sex because I think it's going to get him. And I'm not just like desperately giving him sex. It's like there's a middle ground to this where sex is amazing. It builds like a lot of chemistry between you. Um, Guys love amazing sex. So yeah, if you can give that to a guy, don't hold back. Like share that experience. Mm. Yeah, so it's interesting. Um that you said, you mentioned something about like, oh, yeah, I don't usually do this. So one of the things that this guy actually said was he said that guys perceive how much a girl likes them based on what they will do with that guy that they won't do with other guys. Mm -hmm. So I guess like, you know, for instance, I don't know, maybe if you don't usually, you know, do anal. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you don't usually do anal. You don't usually, I don't know, let someone stick a finger up your ass. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> or I don't know, whatever it is that you're into. Um, that, yeah, if you're doing things with this person or I guess, yeah, you know, maybe sending him nudes or whatever that you mm. don't, wouldn't normally do. I guess a normal yeah. girl probably wouldn't do that. That that would make him think like, oh, okay, she's doing this with me and like she doesn't do this with other people. Mm-hmm. Like she said she's never done anal before and now she's letting me do anal. She must like really like me. So is that is that a thing that guys do? So like yeah. for instance, um, well, I was even like when I was listening to this, I was like, God, there's not much that I could let a guy do to me that, <laughs> I, like, that I don't do with other guys. But I was like, I mean, I could like <laughs> – even though I wouldn't really be into it, but I was like, I mean, I could maybe just to make him think that I like him. Like, okay, wait, no, that, that sounds bad. Like, but like, if I wanted to show him how much I liked him, I could be like, yeah, you can piss on me. Yeah, you can throw me <laughs> off the balcony. I don't know. What, 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 what have I done before? Yeah, you can, you can yeah. piss on me, I guess. I think. <laughs> even though I'm not into it, it's like, hey, I'd let you pee on me. Mm, yeah. That shows how I don't usually let guys pee on me. <laughs> yeah. Go for a golden shower, is anyone? Um, I think, and also something else he said which I disagree with this one, is he said, uh, if you go to a guy and you say, oh, look, anal, for example, um, maybe the the guy's like, look, I really want to try anal with you. And you say, look, I've tried anal before with other partners and I just really don't like it. But see, I don't think it counts if the guy asks, does it? Wouldn't Uh, it only count if like the girl was like offering? Yeah, but no, this is what he's saying in reverse. So he's saying like, say there is a 
time where a guy wants to do anal and the girl says, oh, I've tried this before with someone else and I didn't like it. What he's saying is guys are going to be really upset at that or like not enjoy that as much because it's like, oh, you've done anal with other guys, but you don't want to do it with me. Mm. So it's like not only what you're talking about is like being special, but also like not being special. Um, So let's talk about both of them, right? Mm. So the idea of being special, I think is like really cool and like really um, important and guys are going to find this really attractive. I don't think it's just with sex. I think it's with everything, right? Like if I said to you, like it could be something trivial, like, hey, I really love Thai food. Thai food's like my most amazing thing ever. It's like really important to me. And you're like, look, I typically don't really like Thai. But if you like it that much, I'll do it with you. Like, let's go eat Thai food. Now that's something trivial. It might be like, I don't know, like rock climbing or like whatever's important to you. I think it's I think it's kind of special when your partner is willing to like compromise and do things for you that you like and maybe you typically don't do it with other people. Or um, it could be like vulnerability. Like, look, usually I don't tell anyone about this part of my life, um, but I'm going to share that with you. And I think it's the same with sex. If you can be open sexually, like, hey, look, usually I don't trust a guy enough um, to do anal, for example, but... Um, I trust you. Let's go through this. Like, this is what I'm worried about. Let's take it slow. Like, blah, blah. I keep using anal as an example because, like, I think a it's a good one. example because yeah. most girls probably wouldn't do that unless exactly. they really were into somebody. Exactly. But it could be like getting tied up. It could be like whatever it might be. Um, so I think that's important. I'm very careful, though, of the advice he's giving because what it sounds like, say you're a girl in that example that he gave where you've done anal, but it was really bad. The guy was like really rough with you. You really didn't like it. What he's basically saying is like, fuck it, put up with it. Like if you want this guy, you're gonna have to do it. And I don't think that's right. I think like you should just be willing to explore and share certain things with the guy. And so what that can look like for our listeners is you have a conversation with your guy and you're like, hey, what, what do you like? So for example, with you, Kat, you could just say to your guy like, hey, what do you like? And maybe he says like, I love using toys in the bedroom. And you're like, fuck, I'm so sensitive. I don't like toys. Like that's usually not what I'm going for. But hey, um, with you, I want to try it, right? If that's what you like, let, let's do this, okay? So let's find a toy that's like not that sensitive. Um, have it like off my clit a little bit. And this could be like really cool and something we enjoy together. And ideally what's going to happen then is you can share your fantasies now. You can be like, hey, by the way, this is what I like. And the guy's like, mm, I've never really tied a girl up before, but let's do this together. And so, yeah, I think... Whenever you can explore with your partner, share your fantasies, whenever you can be vulnerable, it feels really, really nice. I just don't think that you should be like forcing it Mm. um, or doing it like without communication. That's what you got to be really careful of. And I think like the way he's telling people is what I'm worried about. There's going to be a bunch of girls out there that are like, hey, I really don't like to be choked or spat on, but I'll just do it for this guy because I like him. That that's not how you want to have sex because eventually you're going to be resentful. You're not going to enjoy the experience. Um, You want to work through this together. Yeah. Mm. You know what's actually interesting, which I've noticed like recently, I guess in the last like few months, if I am actually like really into the guy, actually, so usually I don't like anybody touching my clit. Mm. Uh, I don't really like being eaten out. I don't like people rubbing my clit. It's very sensitive, but I don't mind it sometimes if mm. I'm really into the guy. Mm. I don't know why. I feel like it turns me on a bit. I'm like, oh yeah, he's like. Well, I don't I'm know, he's like same. getting a handful. Yeah. But like obviously like I, I make them do it like gently. Like I, I wouldn't like it if they just went mm. ham. But usually I don't like anyone touching it ever. Mm. But um, yeah, for somebody that I like, I'm like, mm, yeah, okay. Just cuffing handfuls yeah. like junk. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Is that is that weird? I think that's incredibly normal. I, I think when you're really into someone, you want to make them happy and you want to see them happy. Maybe I just relax and more. Maybe that's what it, it is. It might be that too. It might be that you actually just do enjoy the experience more. But I find it on the exact same. Like they're going through, if I look at the last few years, there's so many kinks that I've like partaken in that if you asked me what I like that, I'd be like, fuck no, what are you talking about? Like you made the joke about like golden showers. <clears throat> but I'm sure if I had a girl that I was really into and really loved to be peed on or some shit, like I'm sure I'd really learn to enjoy that. Mm. Um, and yeah, to like watch her enjoy. I feel, yeah. I feel like part of this is like seeing the other person exactly. take enjoyment yeah. out of it. Exactly. And which obviously you only care about if you're actually into the person. If you're not into them, you probably don't care. Yeah, you're like, doing I give it a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I, I agree with that. There's there's probably a lot to be said for, as I said, like exploring these kinks with your partner. And there probably is an element as well where this guy's like, damn, this girl like doesn't like her clip being touched with everyone else, but she really enjoys mm. it with me. There's something that's special that comes with that. Going, I just want to circle back to this, um, the no thing. Mm. So actually I've watched the, th- um, like this podcast is just going to be me reciting things that I've heard on no, other podcasts. Let's I think. Do it. Yeah, so yeah, I actually did. It. So I, I have watched like a few things um, like about dating and stuff. So I did mm. actually, and I have actually found this to be true, even just from like a work perspective, which, okay, I'll get into the details of that in a minute. Mm-hmm. But I 
I yeah, watched another thing about yeah, things that, you know, attract a guy, guy things that like turn guys on or whatever make them interested. And apparently like which apparently saying no or like you know being assertive and being confident enough to say no for anything it doesn't even need to be necessarily anything sexual it could be like whatever like you're Mm. saying no to whatever it is and apparently that's a big turn on as well because it's like oh okay this girl doesn't take shit from no one she knows how to say no she obviously would know how to say no to other guys um and it's like i guess the confidence Mm. element of like i know what i want i know what i don't like i know what i don't want and i've actually found this to be true um with my clients because um i don't drink or party with clients ever even drinking so i'll go on dinner dates or whatever and i won't drink Mm. and i have a lot of girls be like oh god how can you do that 100 percent of the time my clients find it so sexy Mm. that i'm like no yeah and they're like oh because like every other girl will just do it be- even if they want to or not just because oh but he's paying oh like okay yeah i'll do that and i'm like no mm. and i'm like yeah, I-, I can still have fun without it and they're like oh oh and sometimes i'll be like oh are you sure and i'm like no i don't yeah. <laughs> i don't need to i don't i yeah. have no desire to drink i don't drink when i'm working and they're like oh my god mm. and i've a 100 of the time they they still they still want to see me mm. and they're they're more intrigued by me like you can i can kind of like i'm pretty good at reading people by now i can tell they're like oh wow like that's hot. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So I think it can be very powerful as well saying no. I mean, and I'm sure that would carry through into the bedroom as well. Like mm. I feel like they're, and I feel like it's probably the way you say it. if you're like, oh no, I don't know. And I'm unsure, whatever, like that's probably not going to sound too sexy. But if you're just like, no, mm. and you're confident and you're assertive and it's like, yeah, I'm old enough to know what I like, yep. <laughs> old enough to know what I don't like. I feel like that's really sexy as well. hundred percent. And especially if there's a reason behind it, because right now there's a lot of this talking point about guys just love incredibly submissive women, which I think there's a lot to be said for that. There is something to be said about the polarity of having a guy that can lead, a girl that can follow. There is like, but guys take this to like the nth degree and they think they just want a woman to say yes to everything, which is not what not what I want and not what I guarantee what a lot of guys want, right? Because as you said, there's something that separates you from other women when you do have that confidence, when you do have those boundaries, where you, basically what you're showing is you have the ability to say no. Because if your goal is incredibly insecure and doesn't believe in your own confidence and can't get any guy, then yeah, you're gonna be trying to say yes to everything. You're gonna try people please and you're gonna be like, please, I, I hope I don't lose this relationship or like this guy or you know, the person I'm seeing. But when you have the confidence to be like, no, I'm not putting up with that, right? I have boundaries, I respect myself and this is like a behavior or this is something that I don't wanna do. And this is the reason why. I think a lot of guys are like, damn, respect. I feel like also, I mean, well, this is kind of just I think what else might like they might like about it is like, okay, if my girl can say no to things, then if some other guy was to like go and try and approach mm-hmm. her, that she'd have no issues with yep. saying no. Or mm. if somebody was trying to convince her to do anything, it doesn't even need to be anything sexual. If someone yep. was trying to convince her to do whatever it is, yeah. not yeah. marry me or something yeah. like that down the line, that exactly. she'd be able to be like, no, fuck off. Yeah. Like I do what I want. Yep. Um, a strong, independent woman. I yep. know what I like. Mm. Yeah, there's definitely something to be said about this balance of personality types because like me personally, yeah, I like a super strong woman, right? That can have a career, that can like be a leader within her friendship circle, that can, like I, I like all these traits, but also like when we're in the bedroom together, she can like fucking look up at me very submissively, follow exactly what I say, like, you know, put a head on my chest and blah, blah. So I like that balance. What I don't like is when a girl is just a pushover and just is like trying to do everything. I find that super unattractive. And I also don't like it when a girl isn't willing to be vulnerable at all. So yeah, I think having that balance, at least for me, and I'd argue for like many men out there is, yeah, it's it's very sexy, Mm. very, very sexy. Yeah, yeah, I think so too, yeah. Yeah, I don't know, I agree, I don't know what this, trend is with the yeah the very the submissive way, yeah by the way i think it goes the same with men like i i think again like right now it's like everyone's saying like be dominant be dominant right be be a leader be dominant, which is like very important but i think like once you have that masculinity down i think there are things that add to that that are like really sexy are going to be what you maybe consider like feminine traits like you want a guy that is like super dominant mm-hmm. can like lead a business can make money can do all this shit But then you also like, imagine that guy can also listen, right? And he can be like empathetic and he can be caring and he can be nurturing and he can like um, look after his fucking dog or, you know, eventually kids. Like that's super sexy. Whereas I think like some guys, they see like a man have emotion, like even if it's just happiness and they're like, no, no, you should be more stoic. No, 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 you shouldn't show any emotion. It's like, bro, like 
girls don't find like some robotic dominant guy that attractive. They're going to find that guy that can actually show emotion, be no, like way more attractive on top of that. Um, I mean, would you agree with that? Like, yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. for sure. Yeah. yeah I, I think it's, I mean, yeah, every girl does want a guy that is, you know, manly in some respect, mm. you know, can make a decision, yeah. <laughs> can, you know, lead. Mm. Um, but then at the same time, every girl wants a guy that knows how to listen. Yeah. That's, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's cliche, but it's true. Yeah. We want a man that knows how to, that knows how to listen, that mm. makes us feel heard. Mm. I guess that's probably like a better way of saying it, like mm. to, you know, yeah, exactly. He, what we say, you know, women complaining about lots of things. I know I'm a girl. You know, girls always have something to complain about. It's true. But we we want to feel like our complaints or whatever are being heard. In, yeah. You know, even if it's just something as simple as complaining about our periods or something like that. Exactly. You know, I, we want to feel like, okay, like you're trying to understand the yeah. <laughs> the pain, whether you care or not, but at least yeah. make us feel like you, yeah. you're being understanding, right? Yeah. No, 100%. Yeah. yeah. So I think it, it just comes down to balance and – uh, that's the problem, I think, with some of the media right now, or some of the, like the the people that you know we listen to, is it's never a balance. It's always like a hundred percent, like one way or the other. So yeah, like listening to the is listening to this advice and just you know a lot of it's like super helpful and very truthful. But then there's also the balance to that. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about something else that I see. Yeah. I actually seen this on Reddit, hmm. um, so not not on a podcast, but I did this popped. Up. I don't even know how this popped up hmm. for me. Um, which is something called the 666 rule. Yeah. Um, Should I read the post? Because she sent this to me earlier. Do you want me to read it out? The whole post? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, okay. Take a second. Yeah. All right. So female dating strategies is a post by one of the girls on there. All right. Admittedly, I never thought about settling for a man who doesn't make at least six figures. But I used to think that I have to settle for a man who is less than six feet, even though I love (laughs) tall men. (laughs) Uh, I used to think that I have to settle for a man with a small dick because as they say, it's not about size, but how they use it, right? Well, I don't have to. I'm attracted enough to have access to a pool of bachelors who have all three. I don't have to settle for a man I'm not genuinely attracted to just because I'm not, uh, just because he's a good guy. I don't um, have to give him a chance just because he treats me well. Why? Because I have a man who I'm generally physically attracted to who treats me well. Ugly men aren't the only ones capable of being kind to a woman. Hot guys are just as capable of being a high value man in terms of how they treat you. I'm so tired of seeing girls and women settling for below average guys because society makes them think it's the best thing that they can get. No, it's only society's way of making sure that these below average men get women to avoid them from causing chaos in society as in the case of incels. Okay, last sentence. For the men asking, um, what do I have to offer? That's the thing. You assume that women here don't have value by default because you can't see what we're like. A lot of us aren't being unreasonable at all for having these standards. In real life, I'm attractive. She's apparently petite, slim, big boobs, cute face, smart, dressed well, socially capable. (laughs) For the right man, his dream girl, who he really enjoys spending time with and who he can't see his life without. (laughs) Any ladies out here who have similar standards um, and refuse to settle? All right, so what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, (laughs) so it's funny. Yeah, so six figures, six inches, six feet. And I saw one post that spoke about six pack, but I feel like... (laughs) as well so so, yeah but i mean i I don't care too much about the six pack the other the other three i do care about a little bit but six pack not so much but some some girls really do care about the six pack so like yeah i guess um well look okay so (laughs) so i've got i do have a few statistics here okay about that so yeah the statistics do show uh, apparently that 90 percent of women want the top 10 percent of men yeah right so okay i think i just want to touch on First touch on the point of her. So, yeah, okay, I understand, yes, you you don't want to settle, right? But if 90% of women are going for the 10% of men, that means that really only 10% of those can get those, right? Yeah. So that means the vast proportion of women are not going to be getting those 10% of men. So people are going to be settling, (laughs) right? Um, Which I I feel like that is just like the unfair disparity in in this society is that – Pretty much the top ten percent of guys can have one hundred percent of the women. Yeah, but it's not the converse is not true, really. Mm. Yeah, I, I'd agree. And yeah. I feel like it's actually harder for the top ten percent of women because yeah. they pretty much only want to date anything that's above that. If you're in the top one percent of women, mm. God, you you've got slim pickings. Exactly. And most of those are probably already married. Yeah, <laughs> they're like the the Elon Musk's of the yeah. world and stuff that are all obviously taken. A little taken. Yeah. yeah. Um. 
God, yeah. Okay, so look, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I have also very high standards. Look, okay, well, I think the key about word, that, I think the okay, like there's, there's so much to unpack here with this. So, can uh, I can I can I spring this on you? Okay, yeah. There's a there's a test here called the female delusion calculator. Have you mm-hmm. heard of this? No. Okay. So this is what we're gonna do. <laughs> is this like how how easy you have access to these people or uh, something? Yeah, yeah. So let's let's ask you a few questions and then we'll give you the score at the okay. end. Okay. Oh my god. I sprung this one. Okay. All, right. All right. So age. All right. So what age range are you looking for in a man? Thirty-five plus. Thirty-five to like eighty, or what Ooh. do you mean by plus Ooh. to like forty-five? Yeah, let's say thirty-five to forty-five would be, I guess, my okay. ideal. Is this just ideal? Yeah, yeah. Like, what you're looking for, yeah. Okay, yeah. Let's okay. say thirty-five to forty-five. I All feel right. like any guy <laughs> under thirty-five is. Oh, this is a whole other kettle of fish that we can yeah, we exactly. can d- d- dissect another day. But I have I have theories about guys that are under thirty five years old. Uh, fair. By the way, I'm I'm one of those. Yeah, so I know. Your theory, yeah, right? but uh, it uh, proves to be true. Oh, it, shit. Yeah, okay, it proves dude. to be true. Yeah. All right, very attractive. Tool. All right, so race. Um, any white, black, or Asian? Are they the only ones? Yeah. Oh god, so I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to answer that. <laughs> I don't want people to say I'm a racist. Well, I put white for me. Yeah. So okay. I mean, well, I, could, well, I am white, not, so I don't know if that's racist. Like, I'm. Pr- no, I'm not, that's not racist. <laughs> I'm very open to dating it's anybody. Also not ageist. Or, well, uh, if, you know, but I, the only reason why you I'm saying white. well, that's, that's just because if I was to look at my dating history, it's pretty yeah. much been all white yeah, guys. That's fine. Um, minimum height. So, oh, <laughs> look, six feet. Okay, six foot. Yeah. Um, oh, I'd, I'd like to say six one, but uh, let's just say six yeah, feet. Let's say six, right. uh, and there's an option here to exclude obese people. I assume you want to exclude obese people. Let's put that. Oh, I don't mind. I don't mind if a guy's a little bit chunky. How obese o- are we o- talking? We're not talking overweight. We're talking obese. Oh, okay. Obese yeah, let's, like let's probably exclude. Big. I mean, because yeah. uh, that's, again, that's not me discriminating against people who are obese, but that's that okay. would just mean that. I'm obviously very into health and fitness, so yeah. we clearly Listen, do we not have a lot of things in we common. We don't want any fatties, okay? I, I'm trying no. to be politically correct here, okay? <laughs> Listen, we don't want we're just talking about preferences. Like, it's look, I you could say, like, for me, like, I prefer a girl with a big ass and I don't care about tits. Like, it's not, it's just preference is all it is. Okay. Um, minimum in, income. How much do they have to earn minimum? In a year? Yeah, per year. Oh, like a, a million probably. A, mi- a million. Doesn't yeah. even go up to that. So 500K. Okay. Right. God, I mean, if that's the minimum, all right, all right. let's so go with that. Find out. All right, all right. Let's that's, do that sounds low for my partner. All right. What do you think is um, the percentage of men that fit this criteria? 10%? Okay. I don't know. 0.009% oh my God. Percent of girls. Wait, percent of girls or guys? Uh, guys, sorry. Guys, okay. 0.009% of guys fit that category. It says you're five out of five delusional. <laughs> yeah, but, but my, I feel like that, the here, race thing, I feel like the race thing and even the height thing, like I I mean, uh, I, I, I wouldn't date a guy shorter than me, but I would date a guy that's like hmm. five, ten or because okay. I'm very short, so that would still be pretty tall, but. Yeah, I mean, my point here. Like there are always exceptions to the rules, right? Exactly. And this is my point here. Like it's incredibly rare. To find like, a I don't guy think that, that that calculation is right. It's one hundred percent correct. Yeah. Really? Yep. Surely. Yeah, not. it's based on census data. So I mean, oh it's my correct. god. Um, which I mean, it makes sense to me. I mean, you you okay? You just said you want a guy that makes half a million dollars a year. Do you know how many people make half a million dollars a year? Not many. Well, okay, so see, this is this is. Um, sorry, just fixing my camera a little bit. Okay, so this is why. Um, I just want to touch on. Uh, I don't know. If she, I think she, she might have said this word in her post, hmm. which is access. Okay. <laughs> so for a, so women always say, "Oh, I want to date these high value men." You, you can only date high value men if you have access to high value men. Mm-hmm. Fortunately for me, I do. <laughs> <laughs> well, I get what you're saying. All right, so basically- I've dated lots of millionaires and lots of famous mm-hmm. people because okay. I have access to millionaires and famous people. Yeah. And that's why I guess famous people and supermodels and stuff date other famous people and hot people is because they they have the access to these people. I mean, celebrities don't just date celebrities because mm-hmm. they have to date a celebrity. They date celebrities because they're the people that they're hanging out with, I guess. So I think- it's if I, th- I think that is only plausible mm. if you have access yeah. to people. Yeah, I agree. In I those agree. buckets, which, yeah, as I said, yeah. like luckily for me, I, 
Yeah. I've got a, a an I've got access to a <laughs> got very, access. to a range of very eligible wealthy tall bachelors. <laughs> so I guess my question would be um these this girl these women are basically saying in terms of settling these are the three things I look for height, dick size and income. Mm. Um what would you consider like important in a relationship that you're going to be in besides these three things? Well, see, even with those three things, like I don't think his dick needs to be huge. Mm. Um, it needs to be big enough for it to feel good. Like I've mm. definitely had sex with dicks that were too small. Mm. But then I've had sex with dicks that were very average but the sex was still very great. Mm. Um, so I think there is a minimum size but the minimum size is not like eight inches or ten inches or how yeah. I, I guess guys would think that it needs to be. Like I feel like – but like, what's the average? Like five inches or something, something like four uh, and a half or something. Yeah, we can look that up. It's, but it's it's, exactly. it's pretty small. Yeah, like yeah. that. It's like it's four and a half. It's pretty or five. small. It's average. It's normal. Um, but yeah, it'd be but like, no, like five, small as in in compare, comparison to like what guys would generally think is like exactly. small or what yeah, women would perceive as small. Like, True. I've spoken to girls who say that like dicks that are extremely large are like small to them and i'm like i'm like what i was like mm. no that's just that's not true but um i guess i might be biased because i have obviously i've like slept with more guys than i guess some people like i i have this one friend who i just don't think that she's like she, i think she slept with i don't know she probably only slept with like 20 or 30 guys so like I, it's a bit but not heaps and i think that she's just been lucky that every single guy that she's just happened to sleep with has had an enormous dick so she mm. what her perception of small is is actually extremely large yeah. um so i guess that's yeah so that 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 i find mm. i find that strange but yeah as i said i've slept with guys that and i've had amazing sex with guys that have had average mm. or below average um, so I I don't think that that is too important. And same thing with the height thing. I mean, I I do prefer taller guys, but I've dated guys that were shorter than six feet. Not no. not okay, not heap shorter. <laughs> I feel sorry for guys that are like really short, but mm. like I mean, I don't think I would fully rule out. I mean, I was I was dating a guy last year for a bit. It was like last year or the year before, and he was quite short, mm. but he was super rich. So yeah, he had a big dick. So, yeah. so he he had a massive cock, yeah. and he was like he was like a millionaire. He made millions of dollars. So I think that kind of made up for the fact that he was short. So I mean, maybe if you don't have any of them, that might be mm. that maybe might. But I feel like if you've got maybe a couple, yeah, or <laughs> yeah, then I, they can make up for it. I, I mean, I if you're super you. rich but you're short and you don't have a big dick, I mean, you're still going to get girls because you're rich. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Like, there's, <laughs> I I think. I agree with the idea of this post. The idea is that, look, if you got your shit together as a woman and you have a lot to offer, like if you, you know, you're very attractive, you have like a lot of social intelligence, um, you know how to be super supportive, uh, supportive, you have like good communication style, you have like, if, if you've got like a lot, to, a lot to offer as a woman, then yeah, you shouldn't settle, okay? But settling doesn't mean you pick three superficial characteristics and think I need these three. Hmm. Because by the way, like if there's a, it's going to depend on what you're looking for. If there's a super like Christian girl out there that wants to like settle down in the country and have like, look, I've got these three things. I, you know, uh, six figures, um, six foot, six inches. I've got these three. I, a Christian girl that look wants at to you, settle perfect down. Perfect man. Well, not for this Christian girl because she'd be settling if she got with me, right? If she was looking for someone that was like really religious and had these like beliefs mm. and blah, 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 she'd be settling hard mm. for someone like me, even though I have these three. So I think it's important to figure out like what you're actually looking for because at some point, you're never going to find someone perfect. Everyone has flaws and you just need to figure out what's A, really important to me to have and B, what I cannot have definitely in a relationship. And that's where you got to start basing it off. Because by the way, like six feet, most women just want someone that's taller than them. Six inches, most people just want someone they're compatible with in bed. You could have the biggest dick in the world, but if you are really into like BDSM, the girl's not, you're not really compatible. And six figures, most girls are just looking for a guy that has like a stable income that they can like live with, right? So yeah, it's going to matter what's important to you. I agree you shouldn't settle, but don't base it off like these three superficial things. Like think about what's important to you. Like it might be money. Like it might be a guy that's like really successful. It might be that, you know, you need a guy that has certain like beliefs and goals and blah, blah, blah. So like that's what you should base it off. Yeah. Look, and I think, yeah, look, I, I think most girls would be happy with with all like all of what you, what mm. you said. I think it only kind of becomes an issue, I guess, depending on maybe how much money the girl makes. Of like, course, for instance, yeah. with me, I can't settle for somebody that just has a, a plain stable income because I have 
I make a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to say how much on this podcast, but I make like a mo- more money than most men. Yeah. Um. So I like I could date a guy that's doesn't make as much as me, but I, I don't want to. <laughs> Why? I'm curious. I, I agree with you. I don't want to be. I don't want to be the provider. Yeah. I've done. I, I have dated guys that have made less than me, and I just find it. I find it awkward because we can't then do all of the things that I want to do unless I had to pay for it, which I mean, I could, but I don't want to, I don't want to have to pay for him for everything, mm. even though I could, I could absolutely like pay for us to go first class flying mm. here all around the world, but I don't want to have to pay for me and my work. It takes do you it. out of that feminine role. Yeah. Bit, I look, right? I think that deep down I do have some, even though I'm very masculine, I mm. do have some feminine tendencies, especially mm. like with some traditional things as well. Um, yeah, like I just – I don't want to. I don't yeah. want to do that. I don't yeah. want to be the breadwinner. Yeah, no, it makes sense, yeah. <laughs> and by the way, that comes out in stats as well. So when we talk about income, it's always comparable, right? So when women talk about income or when men talk about income, it's always comparable. Like typically women just want a guy that makes like more money than them. So yeah, like that's why it's going to depend on like who you are and what you're looking for. Um, so yeah, you shouldn't feel – if you're a girl out there, don't like find the fucking guy of your dreams, Okay have like this incredible connection with him and then be like field shamed into the fact that you're settling because he's not six foot because he's like five nine or something yeah. <laughs> and you're like a five foot girl and you're like oh i wonder what my friends think because he's not six foot and i'm so like no fuck that find someone you're compatible find someone you have a great time with if you're having a great time with them great you're not settling if you feel like this is a real shitty relationship but i don't think i can do any better that's settling. That's the definition of it. So yeah, that's the reason I kind of agree with the post and that you shouldn't settle. I just don't agree with this 666 bullshit, mm. you know. So I read some of the comments on this post. This is another thing that I just want to talk about as well mm-hmm. is – yeah, like this is the first time that I've like gone into like the depths of Reddit and started oh, reading all Reddit, the comments. Reddit and stuff. is crazy. I know. So, Ugh. but actually, like there was a few things that were mentioned in the comments that I then, you know, l- looked into it a little bit on. Yeah, I mean, the Psychax guy does mm. like talk about like this a little bit as well. Is so these kinds of men, so men who are yeah six foot six inches, six figures or even more. Like so the I guess that what what's that that would be like classes like a high value man. What kind of girl are these high value men actually looking for? Mm. And a lot of the comments actually said that these these guys like you know that are more affluent and stuff actually do want a girl that not necessarily is like exactly equal to them or whatever, but is somewhat actually also similar to them like in terms of education or job and money yep. and whatever and when i started looking into it i was always well, so what i want to know what your um thoughts on this is and so they were the things that i was looking at is saying like they would actually prefer a girl that is yeah i guess of a similar status to them because well one then they would understand you know things about the business like you know if a guy's making lots of money he's obviously what he has to work a lot he probably has to travel a lot probably doesn't have as much time to devote to her as as any other like a normal guy um so any girl that's probably you know a little bit established would mm. get that um and also if she's i guess of a similar socioeconomic background like if she's also from like an affluent family or whatever depending on the guy's family or social circles or whatever they would they would i guess assimilate into the same friendship groups or same they they like going to the same places like they probably go to frequent the same bars or the same mm-hmm. yacht clubs or whatever it is mm. um yes yeah, so, and the, yeah and then if they're obviously if they've got you know university degrees or whatever then they can hold their own in conversations with their business partners or whatever if needed what's your thoughts on this are are like more affluent high value men going for high value women or which I guess, well, I guess the definition of a high value woman is probably a bit different, but are they going for more educated, I guess, more established, accomplished women? Yeah, it's going to depend on where they came from because what it comes down to most of the time is compatibility is what you're speaking about. So if you have a guy that is, you know, we say high value, if you have a guy earning a lot of money, is very successful in his career, then if he has come from a family where, it's been very similar, like it's a very affluent, as you said, where, you know, everyone from that family has like their own businesses, their own money. Everyone's like well off. They're in like gated communities. They go to like really good schools. Then typically um, they're looking for partners that their parents are going to approve of. They're looking for partners that, again, have that compatibility. So 100% yes. They look at, Typically what you'll find is, yeah, similar education backgrounds, similar like family backgrounds, things like that. Now, the only exception here is if this guy perhaps came from nothing and then very recently maybe like invested in crypto and now he's like a multimillionaire from like some crypto scheme or some shit. That's probably going to be a little different where this guy might 
not be looking for the type of girl that comes from a really good family that is like very uh, affluent everything you mentioned um that guy might just be looking for like a hot girl that you know is is uh what maybe, big tits or something yeah exactly hot girl with big tits like everyone yeah. else is looking for so that would be the exception but yeah for the most part um People are just looking for compatibility. They're, they're looking for someone that understands them. So yeah, uh, high value guy that comes from a like, good family, good as in like a lot of money, is probably looking for the same thing. Yeah, mm, yeah. yeah. It, it was interesting. So I guess, so girls like me, we've got- <laughs> Got a chance. <laughs> we've got- yeah. No, but something <laughs> you mentioned that before- That are very, very, that are big earners. Yeah, something you mentioned and, um, before educated. is- I'm, And I'm also more educated than most men as well, which again, also intimidates- some guys. Yeah. And this is what you mentioned before is being in that top 1% of like educational money as a woman does make it more difficult because it does reduce the dating pool. Guys do prefer a girl that earns less than them. It's just how it is. They do. So the more you earn, yeah, sometimes the more difficult it is or like the, the less. And guys do get intimidated, right? 100% because we do want that polarity. We do want to feel like the leader in the relationship for the most part. So, but yeah, I mean, all that means is that you find a guy that owns more than you and you find a guy that it's, and as you said, you have access to that. And as you said, there's probably something you're looking for anyway. Well, you're yeah, so, for so I mean, we like I've, I've dated, like, as I was saying before, I have dated a fair few guys that do make a lot of money. And um, I, yeah, I definitely think that my, yeah, education and my accomplishments and things is what attracted them mm. to me. Um, and yeah, and, uh, yeah, I don't know the, yeah, the guys I've dated, yeah, I have dated guys that don't make as much as me, but yeah, it just get it's, it's a lot harder as a girl mm. to date a guy, um, that doesn't make as much as you. I don't know. There's just, I don't want to say that. Oh no. I'm, 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 uh, <laughs> say it, say it now. You have to, you have to say it. I don't Hit know me. what it, but this is just, okay. The, I, I don't want to say that this is every guy that mm-hmm. doesn't make a lot but. of money but what i found with the guys that i've dated that don't make as much money they just tend to be more immature which i guess makes sense because maybe if they were uh, look maturity is i guess a you know it's just one word but i guess maturity is probably um there's probably a, a few facets of this maybe the personality characteristics that come with somebody who is more mature are maybe those that um also ignite more success yeah, or I get more what you're saying, I achievement. Yeah, yeah. But I found that, yeah. And so I'm, I obviously, you know, obviously I'm, I'm quite mature and I, hmm. you know, I am very successful and I do have like a lot of those masculine, like, you know, motivation, high drive tendencies. Right. And someone that doesn't make as much money as me, I find that they don't have, they don't, they don't have that. They're a little bit more immature and more like what, like um, laxed hmm. with their approach to life, hmm. which I guess is, I mean, that's probably true because if you're not that successful and you're just kind of skating by, you probably are very laxed and you probably do have a laxed attitude towards life. If you didn't, you'd probably be one of those guys that is accomplishing more. Does that make sense what yeah, I'm yeah. saying? Can I ask you a question? Okay. What if you came across a guy, right, who ran like a multi um, – like a massive company, let's say, maybe it was a charity, okay? But he runs a nonprofit, all right? So he runs a huge international nonprofit with hundreds of employees, okay? He's traveling around the world, he's doing his shit, but he takes a salary of like 100K, okay? So he is leading this massive company, he's very busy, he does all this shit, but it's a nonprofit and he only takes a salary of 100K. How would you feel towards this guy? Look, it's it's hard. I just, I look. I just think that we wouldn't be. I I would like to say yes, but I feel like we would differ fundamentally on a lot of like values. Which this is the reason why. Um, well, I guess one of the reasons why me and this one guy didn't work out that I was dating for a bit, and he had so much potential that I was trying to, I guess, foster, and it. It like angered me that he could ma- could have made much more money than he did, and he just mm. didn't, and he just didn't care about it. And I just because like I'm obviously I've, I have a lot of drive. I care about money. I want to make a lot of it. Like mm. I don't want to. I make I make a lot of money, and then I just want to make more money, and mm. then more, and then more, and then more. So I feel like I just wouldn't be on the same wavelength with someone that just was happy with just making enough. Okay. 
I just feel like we just wouldn't be compatible with that. Because I, I even know from my experience of dating somebody who could have made a lot more money yeah. and didn't. And I just it it just angered me. I don't okay. know. I don't know if angered is the right, no, right no, word. It's but okay. it was frustrating to me just because I was like, why would you just pass up the opportunity to make more money? Like to me, it was like it was lazy. It was like hmm. So I, obviously this a non-for-profit guy wouldn't be lazy. I mean, it would probably, this would probably depend on so many things. Like would would this guy have access to opportunities for me to make even more money? Maybe. Okay. Like would he have access to like, I don't know, rich and famous people that could help me make more money for myself mm. in some way? Then maybe that then would be beneficial to me still. But I I just – I feel like – so this is, again, why I feel like I need to date somebody that also makes a lot of money because they would – we would both mutually understand that work is important – Mm-hmm. We both like to earn money um, and that that's like a is, – is that not like a similarity, I guess? Yeah, yeah. Okay, because there's two parts Am here. I just talking out of my ass here? No, no, no. <laughs> there's, there's two parts here that I'm interested in, right? Because one, um, there's girls that will say, look, I want a guy that makes a lot of money. And usually what they mean is what you're talking about is characteristics, okay? I want a guy that knows how to lead. I want a guy that is driven in life. I want a guy that is super conscientious. And – Men that typically like run business and make a lot of money, they have all these traits. So that's one part. The other part is like the access. Like it's it's nice to have a guy that can like spoil you with stuff. It, it is it feels good and you, you know, it's an easier life. You don't have to worry about stress, blah, blah, blah. But it seems like what you're talking about third is like this fundamental value of I put like importance on money and income and I want to build this up and it's a part of how I see my goals in life. And I do want to build like this, this, this wealth. And it seems like if you have a guy that's like, look, I don't really care about money. I don't care about possessions. I just kind of like want to live in a small little house and be very minimalistic. You're like, yo, I don't want that. I want to be able to like splurge and enjoy my shit and travel around and buy nice things. And if you're not on that same wavelength, that's fine. But just not like someone I want to mm. spend time with. Yeah. And I, I like people who are very, you know, entrepreneurial, they like to. So, okay. People who run their own business love nothing more than to talk about their business, right? And I see this with my clients all the time, my clients that have businesses, my clients that are very well off, that are very uh, rich and, you know, successful in business. They love talking about their business and they love talking to someone who gets it. And I feel like that's why I probably do attract a lot of these affluent high value clients Mm -hmm. is because they love coming to me and talking to me about business and my business. And we brainstorm business stuff together. We talk about economics. We talk about the market. Mm -hmm. We talk about world events that's going on and how that's going to impact things. And they love talking to somebody who they love talking to a hot girl who gets it. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and same with me. Like I like, I like to pick their brains equally to see what I can learn from them. And they probably, you know, maybe they might not learn as much from me, um, but maybe they just enjoy having someone to bounce ideas off. And mm. I'm the same with them. I like think like, you know, being like, oh, okay, I might be able to learn something from this person. And then if I was to be dating a guy like this, it's like, oh, okay, we might be able to mutually help each other in business. Like maybe, I don't know, do business ventures together. I don't know. I don't know. But like, you know, there okay. might be yeah, potential yeah. for each of us to help each other with something. Um, yeah, that's how I would say. And I feel like that's how a lot of like, I guess, like more affluent guys see it as well. It's like, oh yeah, I can bounce my ideas yeah. off this person and she's not just there to take yeah. my credit card and go yeah. for a shopping spree. And I feel like this is again, why rich guys tend to maybe want to date, um, maybe more, you know, girls that have maybe done a little bit more is because of the fact that, um, maybe it's like, okay, a girl that maybe hasn't done as much might just want that guy just so that that guy can buy them things. Like, okay, I want a rich guy so that I don't have to spend any of my money. Um, whereas, if, you know, if you've got a girl that makes some of her own money, it's like, okay, I obviously don't need you to buy things for me. It's like you'd be buying things for me because you want to, right? Mm. Um, not out of necessity for me not being able to afford things. Mm. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it goes back to compatibility. Yeah. Okay. All right. Should uh, should we end this off with a sex fact of the week? Oh, uh, do you have one? Yep. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's just what, what we went back to before. So average dick size. Okay. okay? Um, according to this research study. Wait, no. I think haven't we spoke? Haven't we mentioned probably, this one? But we're gonna redo it. Okay. Since, we're gonna re- okay. Since yeah. We, since since, since Mark's asked. doing his own uh, little uh, sex fact uh, cameo. All right. Here we go. Um, so what did you think it was? I thought it was four and a half. Okay. Inches. Uh, 5.1 inches average. Okay. Yep. But um, I didn't read into like where this was from. You got to keep in mind, it depends how this is being measured. 
if it's measured, because I've looked at different studies before, if it gets measured by guys, so if the study's like, hey, measure your dick, let us know how big it is. <laughs> oh, they inflate it. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> but if you, there's some studies where they just got nurses to like measure the dick, which would be a very interesting study. I don't know yeah, how that works. Yeah, hey, can you get hard and come out here? Because we're going to measure your dick. Yeah. yeah. So super interesting. That would be very, um, I the, hope they got paid a lot for that. Like, exactly. Right. <laughs> like you just sit here, just like keep stroking it while exactly. this nurse just comes in with a ruler. Measuring. So the ones where, it gets measured by a third party. They always tend to be a little bit smaller. Okay, so what's the one uh, that was measured by a third party? Well, I'm was not it four sure. and a half? I haven't oh, okay. gone in. This is just the and first thing that guys, came up, but 5.1. Because like you always, you, you say it all the time, especially like I remember back in the day when guys used to send dick pics and stuff. They would like pull the skin all the way back like into their pelvis to like elongate it <laughs> yeah, as exactly. much as they could. Yeah. When it's like, obviously, it's not like it's not pulled back like that. It's like they're stuff. measuring from their belly button like down. It's like, no, your dick doesn't start there, okay? It's, uh, yeah, um, interesting measuring techniques, I'm sure when it's uh, self-done. But yeah, there you go. So 5.1. Um, that's my sex fact since we spoke about yeah. it a second ago. Yeah, uh, yeah, to all the girls listening, I feel like you d- you don't need a dick that's massive. And to be honest, I feel like a dick that is too big just – well, especially for me being really small, it hurts. Yeah. I mean, that's again, like you just want a partner that you have amazing sex with. I it actually feel – like I, te- I actually do feel like I have better sex with somebody with like, you know, average – Yeah. Um size mm-hmm. as opposed to somebody with a big size because yeah the big size it, it it's my cervix my yeah. my, my things i'm girl. only so like i've exactly there's you're only tiny. so much space so it, it yeah. and it does hurt so then some positions start to hurt especially if you're like having like a big fuck fest like if yeah. you're going for like hours it's mm. also really yeah. get painful <laughs> yeah. There you go. yeah all right so all what right. was that what's the what was the conclusion out of all of that that we spoke about. So women should okay. settle. Yeah. So <laughs> women should settle for whatever the fuck you can get. All right. No, I'm kidding. Well, so, well kind of though. No, like if so I'm I mean, being brutally honest. Um, well, no. You don't want to get to like 40 and then be like, okay, I've just turned down all of these people because I thought there was somebody better and then realize that there's nobody better. Yeah. I think it needs to be like strategic settling. I, I think <laughs> true. I think this is what you should do, right? If I, this is my advice to all the women out there coming from a man, all right? This is what I'd do. I'd sort your own shit out. So I'd make sure you're healthy. I'd present yourself as best as you can. I'd um, work on your communication skills, your relationship skills. I'd become like the best version of yourself as like silly as it sounds, best version of yourself as possible. Then I'd go out there and start dating, figure out what you actually like because what might be like perfect for you, another girl might think like, I don't like this guy whatsoever. So it's going to depend on what you, you need to figure out what you want, right? Now, once you figure out what you want, I'd go on a bunch of dates. Um, So you get some experience, see what it looks like. And then from that point on, you say, all right, the next guy that I meet that is in the top range of whatever experience has the things that I want, that's who I'm going to be with. And so that's not settling. You you can call it strategic settling. I like Mm. that. But now you're with someone that you really like, okay? And you can have like an amazing relationship with. And if, you know, two months in, that person has some red flags and so shows um, themselves in a way that you don't like, then get rid of it and find someone else. But to sit here and say, I'm just going to look for someone that's six feet, six pack, six, blah, blah. You could meet that person and they could be an incredible fucking asshole that, I don't know, kicks puppies or something. And like it's, yeah, never, never date a guy that kicks a puppy. Um, but that, that is not the thing to look for. So yeah, strategic settling. I like the idea of that. Um, but he's a 10, but he hates puppies. Exactly. But he's a tuna. Um, be uh, willing to have sex, right? you know see sex is something dirty fun that you and can nasty. share exactly explore <laughs> sex with him have a really good time enjoy it um but come from a place that you're not like just doing it because you think it's gonna like keep him around do it from a place that you enjoy having sex with someone mm. you care about right um and yeah that that would be my so i want most. to I, I i want this year hopefully i find somebody that i like enough mm. i'm very um we had candace on a few weeks ago this is because we're talking about golden showers before mm-hmm. oh. and she made golden showers sound like such a bonding thing so i was like the next time i really like someone i'm gonna get them to pee on me i think i feel like i won't like it but i feel like that might (laughs) be me showing them that i love them by letting them or wanting them to have like wanting to have their piss on me this is a new cat i feel like two years ago 
this conversation, you would have been like, fuck no, no. Well, even no. just two weeks ago when we True. spoke to Candace on the podcast, I was like, I would never let anybody pee on me unless it was for money. Um, but now I was like, I mean, but now after listening to that podcast, they're like, oh, if you do things with a guy and you don't do them with other people, then that's like a real bonding thing. And yeah. then Candace was like, yeah, peeing is so bonding. And I was like, okay, so maybe if I really like a guy, I have to let him pee on me. Pee, that's just so because there's nothing else that I can possibly offer him that I haven't already done. All right, there you go. <laughs> Except for that. I, I think like that's it. the only thing that All I haven't right. done. I can't can't wait to hear this story on the podcast. Yeah, well, I'm, I, I hope that I find someone that I like enough right. this year. But perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Fingers crossed. We'll see so what let happens. them piss on me, but yeah. All right. Perfect. Well, uh, good chat. And thank you everyone for joining us. Don't forget. All right. Smash that like and subscribe Destroy button. It. Okay. Pee it really like helps. Yeah, button. exactly. If you're enjoying the guests that we have on, if we can get, we can keep getting good guests and get even better guests. Yep. Um, only if you hit that like and subscribe button. Exactly. Helps the channel grow um, so that we can keep pumping out good content for you all. Exactly. Pumping it out. All right. Pumping it <laughs> out. Love you all. See you next time. Bye.